You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our God is good. Our God is faithful, reliable, dependable, mighty God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Okay, on Sunday we began to see, or rather meditate on the witness of John the Baptist. The one who was sent to bear witness of the Christ. The Bible says he was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. And he said to us, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we saw how his disciples left him and followed Jesus and continued beholding him and continued until their lives were transformed. One of those were uh, John. And we saw how his life continued to change. Andrew also was one of his disciples who turned and followed Jesus. And Andrew went and brought Simon Peter. So when we behold him, transformation happens in our lives. Amen. And I pray that you are beholding him, especially in the times that we're in. We looked at Hebrews 12 too, which is looking unto Jesus, looking away from all the other things. We focus our attention on him. Why? Because he is the alpha, he's the omega. He's the anchor, he's the one that holds everything together. The Bible says he upholds all things by the word of his power. Praise the Lord. If there's anybody we need to put our ears down to hear what he's saying, it is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Praise the Lord. And we also saw in Exodus how the Jews, their final deliverance, many plagues had been you know, put on Egypt. They had put the plague of darkness, the plague of lies, the plague of frogs, the plague of manner of plagues. But the final thing that was going to bring the transformation or their deliverance was the blood had to be put on their lintel and on their doorpost. And the Bible says when that blood is on that doorpost, that particular house will be shielded from whatever the angel of death was doing. And the plague would have to pass over. Not just that, by reason of that blood on that doorpost also, that household obtained favor from their neighbors. I pray and I believe already that the blood is spoken over you. Amen. Amen. And we also saw in Revelation chapter 5, 5 and 6, where the elder said to John, he said, do not weep. Praise the Lord. He said, do not weep. Verse 4 says he wept much. Okay. But verse 5 says, do not weep. Why? He says, why? The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has what? Has prevailed to open the scroll. Who is the lion of, tribe, of the tribe of Judah? He's my Savior. He's your Savior. He's my Jesus. Somebody say, He is my Jesus. Praise the Lord. We are on the winning side. Okay? So we cannot continue to weep. We have the conquering one on our side. Well, remember when Kolea challenged the army of Israel. And he said to them, Bring out one man from your army. And I am one man. If your champion defeats me, you have won the battle. So you and I don't even really need to win the battle. Why? 
Because our champion has what? Won the battle. Praise the Lord. We are on the winning side. Let somebody celebrate Jesus. Praise the Lord. So this evening, I want us to look at a story in Joshua. Come with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 2. It's a, a, a person, a personality that we know very well. And we're going to look at her life and her testimony and see one or two things. This person is actually mentioned or noted in Hebrews, Hebrews eleven thirty one. You can put it on the screen for us. Hebrews 11. Okay, it says, by faith, the hallowed Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. By faith, the hallowed Rahab did not perish. I love the way the scripture is because it didn't say the medical doctor. Praise the Lord. He didn't say the engineer. He didn't say the lecturer. He didn't say the historian. He didn't say the best cook. Praise the Lord. It tells you how much faith can transform a person. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, for by faith are we what? Saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we see here that Rahab, with the title Halot. In fact, when I was thinking of how to, I said Rahab the, and I left it blank spaces. Because this is, she's called Halot here. But you're going to see how many other names she could have been called. But the Bible left this for us so that nobody can say, it is impossible for me to be transformed. It is impossible for me to be saved. Praise the Lord. This is what they said of her. But what we know is that she did not perish. Praise the Lord. She was in a time, in a city, or in a nation, a generation where doom had been determined for the entire nation. What it means is that you and I, in spite of the situation... And the condition of our time, by faith, you will survive in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So come with me to Joshua 2. We'll read the story. Uh, I think it covers the entire chapter. And we'll read, I'd like you to read with me. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rehab. And lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house. For they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof, and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the fort. And as soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now, before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, 
whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. So the man answered her, Our lives for yours, if none of you tell this business of ours. And it shall be when the Lord has given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she led them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. So the man said to her, We will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear. One, unless we come into the land, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head and will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on her head if a hand is laid on him. 20. And if you tell this business of ours, then we'll be free from your oath, which you made us well. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet cord on the window. They departed and went to the mountain and stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, and crossed over. And they came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly, the Lord has delivered all the land into our hands. For indeed, all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that by your spirit you will breathe life through your word into our hearts. That our lives may be transformed, that our faith may be strengthened, and that there be illumination, O Lord. Let everyone hear and receive according to that which is needed for this hour. Thank you, O Lord our God, for we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, we see this story, very interesting story, and like we started, it talks about a woman, Rahab, who from all, I mean for all and from all bases, shouldn't be the kind of person that we are studying. You know, her profession was noted. She was a prostitute. Praise the Lord. But then, who are we? The Bible says, all our righteousness is as what? Is as filthy rags. And you see, this understanding has to really come into our hearts as children of God. You see, failure, or rather, um, um, how do I put it? Sin, a, a word that describes sin, is missing the mark. Okay, missing the mark means we are not up to God's standard of righteousness. We can't meet or score enough 
to qualify for God to say, based on your merit, you are welcome. Praise the Lord. Now, what it simply means is this. Let's take an example now. Somebody who misses a flight. Somebody has a flight for, let's say, 7 o'clock in the morning to fly to um, uh, Lagos, Port Harcourt, or the UK. Okay? Now, there are categories of people that will miss that flight. Some of the people that will miss that flight will get to the airport one minute after the flight has taken off. What happened? They missed the flight. Praise the Lord. Some of the persons to get on that flight, let's say it's an international flight, was coming in from Jaws. Okay? And there was something on, on the road, you know, uh, Abuja Jaws Express. So the person was trapped in that express and was delayed for seven hours. What did the person do? The person missed the flight. The person who was one minute close to the flight is the person better off than the person who was seven hours. Praise the Lord. Now, what grace does is that grace reaches back. And whether the person was seven hours late or one minute late, it's the same grace that saves all of us. Praise the Lord. So it doesn't matter where you are coming from. Grace is able to what? To reach forward. What grace does is that it takes that flight and begins to make it do as you go. It begins to go reverse and picks the person that was one minute close. Are you with me? And goes and picks the person that was 30 minutes late and continues until it picks the person that was still in the house. Why? And then everybody who trusts in the name of the Lord what, shall be saved. That's what grace does. Praise the Lord. So that is what we see with Rahab. Rahab was a harlot, but grace saved her. Faith saved her. And that faith is able to save each and every one of us to the uttermost. Why? Because God is almighty. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, it's not easy. Salvation is not easy. You know, Pastor Lord reminded us that when that passage in Revelation 5, he said the lamb that saved us was slain. for Our salvation was not a signature. He bore, he bore the pain. Praise the Lord. He was, he was crucified. He was, you know, he suffered for it. So it's not a cheap salvation. And that is why also he can obtain great things. The Bible says he took captivity captive. Okay? Because of the price he paid, he can also give the rebellious gifts. Are you with me? He can take somebody whose story should be shameful and make it you know, boastful. That's what we see with Rahab. So now Hebrews 11, Hall of Faith, calls somebody who is a harlot. If somebody here were a harlot, the person wouldn't want anybody to remember her background. But the word of God, because of the power and the efficacy of the salvation we have, takes what should have been a shame and makes it a title. Praise the Lord, somebody. I pray that whatever experience on toward that you're experiencing, that by the power of God, it will become a testimony in the name of Jesus. Okay, so this is how her story begins. And the Bible says Joshua sent some men, two of them, and sent them to Jericho to go and spy out the land. And the first thing I want us to see here is that when they came to Jericho, how did they come of all the houses they were to come into? How did they come to the house of this harlot? Probably because she was one that would receive any man coming. Praise the Lord. It was business for her. Praise God. But you see, we, we understand the Bible says, and we know that all things do what? 
walk together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. So was it an accident that they came to her house? We really don't know. But if we go back to that Hebrews 11.31 that we read, we're going to see something there. In Hebrews 11.31, let's see what it says. It says, by faith, the hallowed Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. If you look at this statement, what do you see there? I want to point out something there very quickly. What this statement tells us here is this. Before the spies came, something had been happening in Rahab. Are you with me? The spies coming to her house was an answer to her desire. By faith, she received the spies. So by the time the spies were coming in, Rahab had judged that God was to be trusted. Is somebody getting me? Now, what is that saying to you and I? It's saying to you and I that God is faithful. You know, the Bible says to him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above what? All that we could ask or imagine. This harlot must have been in her, you know, whatever her office. And imagining, how do I get out of this nation? This nation that is condemned. This nation that you know, is doomed. This nation that the children of Israel are coming to destroy. How do I leave them and become a part of God's nation? She must have been thinking on it. And as she was thinking on it, verse 1 says, Joshua called two spies and said, go into this city and spy out. And as the spies were going, they were directed. Praise the Lord. They left all the other places they could have gone and they located themselves right in the house of those women. That's why you could see that there was no hesitation. Her behavior and conduct here, you know, some people have questioned, but she told a lie. It depends on how you look at it. If at the time these people were coming, she had become a believer in the God of Israel. And she had seen herself as somebody transiting to the other side. Then it meant at this point she had changed masters. At this point she was no longer to be loyal to the king of Jericho. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Because when this question came and said, who are the men that came to you? Now if you call the men spies, okay, that they came to spy Jericho. But if she at this point had put her faith in the God of the children of Israel, on whose side should she be on? She should be on the side of the children of Israel. So if she had exposed the men, that's when she would have been betraying her faith. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Because, you see, with, with the, this God that you and I serve, we must understand that there is no coincidence. There are no accidents. Nothing happens. We know the account of Abraham's servant, okay, who stood and prayed and said, as I get into this city, let the woman that I see and I ask to give me water, water to drink and water, you know, for my camels. Whoever responds, let her be the one. Now, as he was saying that, how could you arrange it that the young lady also will leave her father's house and come to the well about the same time? Listen, you and I must believe in this God and must give him credit. He's awesome in his ways. Praise the Lord, somebody. We serve a mighty, mighty God. We serve a God that orchestrates, that, you know, works all things. He is awesome in his doings. Okay? That is one of the things we set up. So, as you look at your life now, I want you to open the doors of faith. 
and be expectant. Situations that may have seemed unpleasant, situations that may have seemed like delay, circumstances that may have seemed like something that you don't even understand at all. I want you to look up and say to the God that created the heavens and the earth, the God who is intentional, the God who is deliberate, the God who is omniscient, the God who is omnipresent, the God who is omnipotent, tell him, Lord, I will trust in you. Yes. You, you need to do that. It's so important we do that. It's so important we remind ourselves that. Because these are the little areas the enemy plays tricks on us. He says, look at you. Look at what is going on. Look at that. But as we see here, God was able to connect with what was going on. We're going to see as we're going in this story. What was going on in the heart. So the, the king sent and said, where are the men? And the woman immediately hid the men. And said to the king, they've gone. They've gone. They left before they shut the, door, the, the gates of the city. And the people started pursuing them. Now in verse 8, the Bible says, Before they lay down, before these men lay down, the woman came up to them on the roof to prove to us that her actions were deliberate. Praise the Lord. Her actions were intentional. So she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, verse 9, it says, I know. I what? I know that the Lord has what? Given you the land. <laughs> I know that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. She, she went on and said, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, who you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any courage, any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, the Lord your God, he is what? God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now hold on. Who preached this sermon to this woman? Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, it's, it's God. God loves all his creation. Anybody whose heart is a bit ready... The Lord will reveal himself to him. The revelation this woman had. A lot of even the children of Israel didn't have it. Remember 12 spies were sent out. With uh, Joshua and Caleb. And when they went. They couldn't even make this confession. But look at a harlot. In a doomed Jericho. Look, I mean when, when you have time. When you go home look at it. She said I know that the Lord has given you. Not that the Lord will give you. This is a statement of faith. Say faith calls those things that what? Be not as though they are. Child of God, what is that in your life that you're still wondering? When God has spoken. This woman has no reference. She's not a descendant of Abraham. She did not attend any lecture. She didn't attend any sermon. She didn't hear any sermon. But this is where she stood. And not just that she said this people of God. We could see that she was saying this after she had acted in faith. Praise the Lord. So it, it wasn't just empty confession. In fact, she was explaining to the spies. Don't think I'm just hiding you. I know what I'm doing. That's what she said. She said, I know what I, that my actions are deliberate. I'm actually carrying out what I'm convinced. I pray that you and I will carry out what we know in the name of Jesus. 
And in verse 11, she said, The Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now for, for the Canaanites, part of the reasons why God said to the children of Israel, you have to destroy those people when you get it. These people were believers in multiple gods. So they had God of, you know, uh, uh, breakthrough. They had God of healing. They had God of uh, famine. They had God of fertility. They had God of uh, fruit of the womb. They had all, all kinds of gods, okay? So for her to now say, this God is what? The Lord God one in heaven above and on earth beneath. She was saying all the other gods I'm testifying are nothing. Praise the Lord. Such faith. Such faith. And maybe at this time, we might begin to see why this same woman, Rahab, became a great-grandmother of the King David. We really need to wonder at the marvelous ways of God. Praise the Lord. This same woman became a great-grandmother. I mean, at this point, everybody, at the time of our transition, our acceptance into the community of Israel, you know when she's walking about, what are they going to say? How would they point to her in Israel? Number one, she was a stranger. So however she was coming in, okay, she was different. She was that speckled bird amongst the normal one. So however she came in, she was already spotlighted. But now her story must have been known. This is the harlot or the prostitute that accommodated the two spies, okay? And then still then... A Jew went and married her. If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the grace of God, if you knew the marvelous ways of God, is somebody getting what I'm saying? That she still found a husband for somebody who is worried as a child of God. The devil is telling you things. This was a known prostitute, a foreigner. Are you getting what I'm saying? Gets into the community. And then a man, an honorable man, because we could see her descendants, Boaz was there, goes to marry her. That's a wonder. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You see, I just need us to brush up our faith. Because over time, as life you know, happens to us, sometimes we begin to reduce our expectations and our imaginations. Our God is big. Our God is awesome. Our God is wonder-working. Praise the Lord. He, his ways are past finding out. Okay? So this is what happened. She declared, listen, uh, spies, I know what I'm doing in my heart already. I may be in Jericho, but truly I know Jericho is doomed. And I'm looking for a way out. So that was how come she now made a request. Verse 12. Verse 12, she made her request. And what was her request? She said, now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord. Since I've shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token. Verse 13 went on and she says, And spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. Quickly, we want to also pick here, you see, something that this woman did, which we need to ourselves ask ourselves how good we're doing in it. At this point, this woman, for the profession she had, you know she must have been living alone. Or maybe living with her assistant. Okay? I don't think her father and mother and the rest of them will be living with her. The experience she had was private. But can you see her prayer? Her request was for family. 
Is someone getting what I'm saying? You see, she was a harlot, but look at the heart she had. And you know, the, script, the scripture has a way of pointing examples to us that, that, that should humble us. Even the woman Jesus met at the well, we may not call her a harlot, maybe a higher grade, the one with five husbands, okay? The moment she knew this was a Messiah, what did she do? She left and ran and called other people. Now, the truth is that most of us that are dignified and well-behaved, after we know the truth, we, do, we often don't tell anybody. We often maintain, you know, our dignity. But we can see the examples from those women. The woman at the well left and ran. And she didn't even run to the women. She ran to the men of the city. And said to them, yes, I led you astray. Now I want to lead you in the right direction. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. And her message was well received. The same way with this prostitute. If she went to her family, they would have said, what are you coming here for? Go away, go away. But she will tell them, this time I bring you glad tidings of what? Good news. Praise the Lord. May you and I what? Be what? Bringers of what? Glad tidings of good news in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of those what? Who preach the good news. Okay? We will preach the good news and our feet shall be beautiful in Jesus' name. So she requested for her family. And at this time, I want us to pray and desire that we will have a body for family. Family both natural and spiritual. Praise the Lord. Why? Because this is the way genuine faith shows itself. Genuine faith. This is the way it shows itself. The Bible says faith worked by love. Okay? Love, one of the things you can know love is not, is that love is not selfish. Where there is selfishness, there is no love. Okay? So when someone has something... And is not eager, willing to share it. I think it was uh, Dick Topper that was share, sharing with us at Get Connect. Look, faith has a way of expressing itself. It has a way of being uncontainable. It has a way of being diffused in an environment. So the moment this woman found the true God and found, had an encounter, her request was, my family. As far as she could go. And we could see that they didn't tell her, oh no, we cannot save you and your family. It has to be only you. The provision we could see as the conversation went on covered everybody that came into our house. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, so the Bible says, verse 15, she let down the, uh, a rope through the window. But we'll, we'll leave that. We'll get to that because it tells us what happened. Verse 16 says, and this woman said to them, get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. You know, you read this and you can easily pass by this information. Verse 16. But I want you to note something here. This woman was a strategist. Do you know, if not for this advice, they would have found those spies. She said to them, don't go back immediately. She said, go and hide on the mountains. Why? Because the men who went out are still searching. Can you see now that if we had been told in, in Hebrews... Rahab, the strategist, it would have been okay. Rahab, the intercessor, we saw her interceding. It would have been what? <laughs> okay. Rahab, the believer, it would have been okay. Or Rahab, the evangelist, it would have been okay. Praise God. You know, we, we, we picked this thing. So she said, go and hide on the mountain three days. She even gave them the time. And just as she said it, 
The men who went to search for them didn't also come back. They searched for them three days. So if they had disobeyed, they would have been caught. So we see that when a man, when a person has faith in God, God also endures the person with wisdom, with insight. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yes. You see, the God we serve has so much he wants to pass through us. All he's looking for, will you bring your faith? Are you with me? Will you bring your faith? And I pray that tonight our faith will rise. Even in our country as it is. There is so much God can do with you and I. Praise God. And as, as we are saying this, don't imagine that there is somebody better positioned. As we can see in this story. We, we don't know if, if they were going to list the pedigree or the classes of people who were residents of Jericho at this time. I don't know which level Rahab would have fallen to. But he can see it was her level that God found. Praise God. It was her level. Don't think, don't imagine that you're too insignificant or you're too low or you're too uneducated or too illiterate or too poor or too like. When God finds a person who has faith, all things are what? Possible. Isn't that what our Lord Jesus Christ? He said to him that believes what? How many things? All things are possible. Okay. So the man said to her, we will be blameless on this old verse 17 of yours, which have made us swear. We are now getting to an interesting side where we begin to conclude. And she, they said, okay, we've done all the conversations. These are the conditions. And when I saw this, you know, what immediately came to my mind was that the simplicity of our salvation. Okay, faith is simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and what will happen? You shall be saved. Is that difficult? Anybody can believe on the Lord Jesus. And that's why we have records in the scripture where we find the thief hanging on the cross. That thief, no, did not do restitution. Praise God. That thief did not do baptism. That thief probably didn't have Holy Ghost baptism. That thief, what else did he do? That thief didn't even go, he, nothing. He just believed on the Lord Jesus and what? So that's how simple it is to be saved. Praise the Lord. But also it's complex. Because you and I also know, we mentioned Judas on Sunday. Judas also, to some extent, you know, was around him. But we could see that either the simplicity obstructed him, or there was something else. I, I, I called it the simplicity and the complexity of our salvation. It, it's like an oxymoron, right? But we're going to see it here. Verse 18 says, they said to her, uh, uh, 17 says, we'll be blameless of this oath of yours, which have made us were, unless... Unless, one, we come, when we come into the land, what happens? You bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. They said, if this cord is not on this window, it nullifies everything. And then you begin to ask, ah, but she has faith. You know, faith is invisible. Faith is in the heart. Well, we remember the account we looked at on Sunday. The Jews, the, the children of Israel, what were they told? He said, put this blood where? On the lintel and doorpost. If any, any children of Israel, any Israelite, did not put the blood on the lintel and doorpost, and were speaking their language loudly, so that anybody passing would know that they were the ones in the house, what would have happened? <laughs> will it work for them? If they brought out the leg of the lamb, they slaughtered. And said, in this house, we killed lamb. It's just that we don't want to stain our doorposts. Would they have been saved? They would not have been saved. Why? Because there is what is called obedience 
is which is better than what? Sacrifice. Is there any power in the court? Did that court help them? Did they use it to climb to save her? They didn't use it. It's just that for this conversation we've had, this is what you're going to put. And then, you see, you see the, the, the Bible says, Hebrews 6, please. Can, can you put Hebrews 6 for us? 19 and 20. Hebrews 6, 19 and 20. It says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. 20. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. You see, when you see anchor, the sheep has what we all know as the anchor. Now, the anchor is a connection that goes from the body of the sheep, okay, and finds a very solid ground somewhere beneath the waters where it hooks onto some rock or some stone there. So, the anchor keeps shifting in the sand until it hooks somewhere. So, when you look at the sheep, you see what? The part where the anchor holds to the body of the sheep. Okay, but you when you look in the water, you don't see where the anchor anchors there. But you don't need to see that once you can see it on the ship. Is somebody getting me? Then you know that even though the ship is on what's water called one? Rocky or shaking water. Eh? Okay, stormy water. Even if it's not stormy, you know, no matter how it's just you know, is it's just moving like that. Even though that rope you see, praise the Lord is moving softly like that somewhere it has a solid foundation that is what the blood of jesus is for us when you and i plead the blood it doesn't matter what is happening here in heaven the bible says he ever liveth to make what intercession what intercession is jesus making for us in heaven he's saying look at the blood look at the blood i shed it for them and they're calling on me is somebody getting what i'm saying when that rope was put she does not look out again she just looks from her side and sees where it is tied and she remembers that based on this they said i will be saved why i may need to get ahead of myself why am i saying it her house her house people of god was on the wall her house was on the wall her house was not somewhere in the center of jericho if her house was in the center of jericho and they said anything. She can be sure. But her house was the first line of defense. And interestingly, when the battle was going to come, you know how the battle came? They shouted and what started falling down? It was the wall that started crumbling. Okay? And as the wall was crumbling, I don't know what could have happened. If somebody looked out of her window, she would see the wall just crumbling all around, all around, all around. <laughs> but you know what they would do? They would look out and then they will look at the rope. They will look out and they'll, they'll look at the rope. They will look out and they'll look at the rope. Tonight, child of God, I've come to tell you, as you hear the things that are happening in Nigeria, when you look out to them, look inside to the salvation that you have in Jesus. Look to the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you have been sealed. It says sometimes you have to remind yourself, even though I am in this world, I am what? Not of this world. There is something that is peculiarly different. There was wall and there was wall. Is somebody get what I'm saying? The wall was crumbling. You know, when you go home, just take that story in detail. The wall fell down, but somehow, by an agreement entered into by men here on earth. 
Heaven restrained the particular world that was carrying her house. The men in Joshua 6, Joshua still had to command men, go into her house. So it meant that her house was still what? Standing. They had to go there and bring her down. Possibly after they brought her down, the world said, I can, I can now fall. If somebody give them one, we have a solid faith. We have a solid faith. We have, we serve God that controls circumstances. You know, we, we, the scientists will tell us that we have to listen to them. Why? Because by empirical data, experiment, they can prove something. But don't they from time to time find out that some things are unexplainable? Just like this case, there are some situations that are what? Unexplainable. Just like Nigeria and coronavirus. I, I, I can't say it enough. Call it a pandemic anywhere. I don't mind. But in Nigeria, we've never had a coronavirus pandemic. There is coronavirus in Nigeria, but the Lord, the deliverer, has what? Shielded us from a pandemic. If you multiply the cases we've had, by 10, it does not make sense to our population. 200 million. How many people have, did they say that? 2,000. Multiply by 10, it becomes uh, how many? It still does not make it a pandemic. You know why? Because God in his mercy said, I will shield you people. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? God makes a difference. That's all we come to say tonight. God makes a difference. The blood makes a difference. The same way he did it for the children of Israel in Egypt. He put the blood and said, angel of death, you're free to move. But anywhere the blood was, there was life. Anywhere the blood was not, there was death. So, you know, tr- trying to just take, take this further. It means child of God. We don't really live in our environment. We live in our covenant. We don't live in an environment. We live in our covenant. So Rahab was living on the wall. <laughs> and the wall what? Came crumbling down. Did her own wall come crumbling? Why? Because before then there had been an agreement that you will survive. I say to somebody, you will survive. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because there is a covenant. There is a covenant. That night of the Passover, the angel of death was let loose in Egypt. But there were some houses where it was life. Why? Because there was a covenant. That's what scripture tells us. That's what scripture tells The flood came and destroyed the entire earth. But for the house and the family of now, what was it? It was lifting, it was lifting them up. It was, why? Because before that encounter, there was a covenant. So we, we understand what faith does. Is that faith separates you. Praise the Lord somebody. Faith does what? Separates you. Faith, you, you, you can't afford to walk by sight. Sight commonizes you. Faith separates you. Sight makes you common. Sight makes you the same with everybody. But faith says you are different. You are different. So what is the complexity of our faith? You just have to trust. You have to trust. You see, they didn't because uh, 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 Rahab. Rahab was living on the wall. They didn't change the divine strategy. The wall still fell down, but her own wall was kept. Somebody is listening to me. Yes, her own wall was kept. The same way for our time. The news that is coming. We are not fighting with it. But we are just saying we have a covenant. Our God knows where we are. He has sent us here. He has said we should go and do this. You know, the uh, history has it. Or rather, uh, uh, church tradition has it. That John the Beloved, who wrote for us um, the book of Revelation. That John the Beloved, what was his experience? He had been put in hot water. Or is it hot oil? I don't know. And bored. And didn't die. 
Do you understand? Death. But his brother was beheaded carelessly overnight. When God says no, nobody can say yes. When God says you will stand, nobody can push you down. I get what I'm saying. So, as believers, let our focus be on him. Let our focus be on him. And another thing we, we must take note here is this. When, when they said to her, unless this scarlet cord is hanging on this window. The next thing they said is, unless all of you are in the house. Very dicey. Because I want you to pick a, a scenario. Do you have the, any instrumentalism here? Imagine a night. Let's take the uh, account of the uh, Passover. Imagine a night where they must have been living around you know, each other. And you're hearing houses wailing. Hey, 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 this person is that. Hey, hey. And, and then the other house starts wailing. Everybody's wailing. Their neighbors, people are wailing. Why? Because the angel of death is coming in and slaying their firstborn, firstborn sons. And you're, you're living in that neighborhood. Do you know the restraint it takes not to come out of your house? That's why I said, this faith is simple, but it's complex. <laughs> Are you getting me? Do you know the restraint it takes not to lose? Ordinary, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Ordinary driving on the road. Have you wondered why there is an accident? It's not blocking the road, but immediately a traffic builds up, a holdup builds up. You know why? Everybody who is passing, they stop and they start looking. And you're wondering. That's how they continue looking, 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 looking until they pass. Then immediately, you know, the place blocks up. Now, imagine you're in your house. They've told you it will not come to you. Or better say, they say, don't come out of your house. Then you're just saying, hey, hey, hey. Do you know the faith it takes to turn and continue sleeping? I hear it. I get you what is happening. Now, it's the same thing with Rahab and the family. They were, they, imagine the sound of walls coming down. If they had stepped out of the house, they are gone. Now, I don't know what that application is for you. For somebody, maybe his finances. You're looking at your life now. And it's as though the thing has got to... Pastor, this one you're saying, it has entered me. If you remain stable, you will see the deliverance of the Lord. I get him. If you panic... If you panic, you will step out of the... He said, unless you are in the house. Unless you are in the house. Unless you are in the place of covenant. Unless you are where I said you should stay. What was the problem so hard? He could not stay. He was looking around. He was counting statistics. Ah, this is depleting. This is depleting. This is happening. This is happening. If you get what this covenant is talking about, you will blind, you'll be blind-minded, blind-sided to everything that the Lord didn't say. It takes you to a level where you're like a crazy person. Are you hearing me? Where you just believe him and hold on to him and wait on him and say to the devil, get deep behind me, Satan. Get deep behind me. I won't get out of the house. The Lord said, imagine them in that house. And they'll just be looking at this former, this, uh, former harlot. Because obviously, from the time she had the encounter with the spies, she couldn't continue to be a harlot. Because her family was moving in. They didn't know the day of the attack. So her profession. So this is faith, you know, repentance. There was transformation immediately. Okay? But they, they, they'll be looking at her. Say, are you sure what you're saying? This evening, the Lord has come to tell you. 
Do not cast away your confidence. You have begun to trust him. I don't know what area. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your healing. Maybe it's your, you know, whatever. He said, don't cast away your confidence. Hold on to him. News will come. Events will take place. Learn like Rahab and her family. They stayed in the house. And that was where salvation met them. That's where deliverance met them. That's where all that God promised met them. Why? Because, you see, he's faithful. He's faithful. And I don't know why God doesn't come too early. You know, somebody says he doesn't come late. But you know, he doesn't also come early. He comes on time. He makes everything what? Beautiful, not before his time. He knows how much he can bear. So he will come in his time. So I don't know why. I wish he did. He will make a lot of things easier. Praise the Lord. But he doesn't. So you, you, you and I have to receive the grace to stay in spite of the news, in spite of the shaking, in spite of the options. Another picture is showing me now is the picture of, uh, we, we don't have a lot of traffic in Abuja. How many of us have lived in Lagos before? You lived in Lagos. Okay, you go to Lagos. You, you know how it is when you're on that traffic and that lane is moving. The other lane is moving. Okay. You struggle, 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 struggle. The moment you join that lane, <laughs> it's as though they were waiting for you to move. The moment you left the lane, everybody start moving. And you see some drivers, they don't learn their lesson. They will turn again and join. When they join this one, it will stop. The other one start moving. That's what they, he, he wants to keep moving you. He wants to keep moving you. And that's why the Bible says, don't be unstable. Say the one who is unstable, Lord, is like the waves of the sea. Say that man cannot receive anything from the Lord. So we'll receive grace for stability. That's what Rahab is teaching us. She and her family, they stayed. They stayed. And for you and I, Rahab had never had an experience of this God. You know, so it's not a wonder she made it to, the, to a, a heroine of faith. She had never had an experience of this God. But you and I have had experiences. So whereas she was maybe a, a, a private in the army of faith, you and I should be, you know, major generals. Because God has shown himself faithful time and time again. Tonight, I just want us to come to the place where we'll tell him, Lord, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I have tied my rope at the window. I have put my faith in Jesus. I have, on Sunday, we partook of the covenant. We ate of the Holy Communion. He said, this you do in remembrance of me. When we partake of the Holy Communion, he's saying to us, I am the one who made the promise. I paid the price and I watch over it to perform it. That's what he's saying. So when we remember those things, we can say to the devil, you can't shift me. Praise the Lord. You can't move me. I will keep trusting. I will keep trusting. Finally, before we pray, verse 20. Verse 20 says, And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath which you made us with. But this one gave me such a tough time. You know, I was saying, Lord, what is this saying to, you, to myself and my brethren? If you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath which you made us with. The other ones I can understand, stay in the house. The other one, you know, leave the cord hanging on the window. I can't understand. But if she tells it, would they know? Praise the Lord. Are you with me? If she tells it, would they know? They wouldn't know now. So how will it nullify the covenant? 
And, you know, I, I told you it gave me a tough time. So I hope the Holy Spirit will just say it without me even knowing that's out here. But I, I think it talks about our conscience in this work. The, the, the Apostle Paul says, I strive to have a conscience void of offense before God and before man. The Bible says, if our heart condemns us, he said, God is bigger than our heart. He said, this is where Christianity gets interesting. This is where somebody can say, I know my God will show up. And somebody can say it, you know why? Just like the drama, I think it was uh, Uri and the husband that did the drama for us. A young lady was, um, was jilted by the man who promised to marry her. Okay? So, the young lady was crying and, you know, was lamenting. And the, and the young boy said, we, you're supposed to be born again. If you're not faithful to your God, eh, is it me a man that you'll be faithful to? Are you hearing that? It was the man, not God's asking. The man said to the young lady who he had now had an affair with and refused to marry. I said, if you couldn't be faithful to the covenant you made to God, almighty God, why will I marry you? You will not be faithful to a man now if you can't be faithful to God. Now, that is where conscience comes in. There is a, a place where you, if this two men, if Rahab had told it, she wouldn't be in that house that day. And the spies, I don't, they wouldn't know, but she wouldn't be in the house. No, her heart will condemn her. This is why we strive. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is why we strive to walk, you know, in obedience, in holiness. This is why in your office, some people, no matter what you tell them, they say Nigeria, Otipo, Otipo, Otipo. It's because they have Otipo, Nigeria on their private places. They have finished, they, they can't have faith. You know what? They are, their heart condemns them. They can't have faith. But if you're in simplicity, have trusted the Lord. Is, is it, the Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. If you have just lived your life trusting in God as your salvation, it's only God you know. In moments like this, you say, God, you'll see me through. But if somebody has been, you know, behind the scenes doing all kinds of things, he can't wait. He can't wait. It's like you're, 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 you're together in a room and then somebody knocks but, 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 in your house. What do you say? Uh, who are you? What is that? But if you're owing somebody and you've been dodging, let's rise on our faith. I want us to go to the Lord and receive grace. That the anchor, the anchor of our faith, that our faith will be immovable. Our faith, we, we, in, in, in Joshua 6, we would have seen that part, but it's okay, we know the rest of the story. We saw that when the wall started crumbling, Joshua commanded the two spies, go into the house of that woman. And bring her out and her family. Today, I want you to establish your confidence in the Lord. Whom you have begun to trust. Your confidence in that one you gave your life to. When you gave your life to him, he didn't tell you, I will help you 5%. He said, what he said is, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he said. He said, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, call upon me and I will answer you. I need somebody to rise in his spirit or her spirit and say to the Lord, I trust in you. I trust in you. And then someone came to church, you're listening online, and your situation looks so bad. Tell the person, Rahab could be saved. Rahab could be saved. Rahab's situation could change. I can experience a transformation. Yes, I can. I can. I can. I can see from her example that you are able to save to the uttermost. As many as put their trust in you. 
There is no limit. There is no cutoff. You don't say, ah, this one is too difficult. Lord, I will, I will, I will, I will put my trust. 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 I will put my trust in you. You are my God. 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 I will put my trust in you. And I receive grace to stay. To stay. To stay in the place of obedience. To stay where you ask me to stay. To stay doing what you ask me to do. To stay in the place of my assignment. In the place of waiting. In the place of serving. In the place of loving. So for, you know, the, the times, the Bible says, as perilous times comes, it says, the love of many will wax cold. That is living outside of the house. That's stepping out of the house. I will not step out of the house. Even though the times are getting perilous. Lord, let my fire for you burn. Let my love for my brethren burn. I will not step out of the house. The fruit of the spirit I want to bear, even in these last days, even in this season. In the name of Jesus, pray that prayer. And then finally, as the Lord, let my conscience be cleared by obedience. By obedience. By obedience. Let, let me have no need that anyone will tell me this or that. Let me have a pure conscience. A conscience void of offense. Help me, Lord. Begin to thank Him. Because He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Shut your ears to every other news. Hear him saying to you, I am able. Hear him saying to you, I am your God. Hear him saying to you, power belongs to me. He said to Moses, is my hand shortened? He said to Moses, I am God of all flesh. Is there anything too difficult for me? That's what he's saying to somebody here tonight. I am your God. 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 You are mighty, O Lord. I will trust in you. I will worship you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.